Are you confused or unsure uh, about using isometric exercises in tendinopathy? Are you you're unsure if it's even relevant? If so, listen on. So welcome back to another research review. This week I'm looking at the Silbernagel et al. 2019 editorial review titled Isometric Exercise for Acute Pain Relief. Is it relevant in tendinopathy management? And this paper also goes on to discuss uh, more broadly the, a little bit of the research around isometric exercises. And I think this is a just a good, nice little short paper because it brings out the key points. And the, the conclusion really is, is are isometrics anything special? No. Uh, are they, is there a lot of evidence for them? No. Should we be using them in tendinopathy rehab? Well, it depends upon the patient, but would you be prescribing it to everyone? No, because we've got to follow a progressive tendon loading uh, paradigm. But let's dive into the into the paper a little bit more uh, and around the three questions that they framed it around. So the first question is, is uh, what is the strength of evidence for adopting isometrics for tendinopathy? And the evidence is very limited. Uh, there's a couple of very small uh, studies. Uh, the original study was done by Dr. Ebony Rio. Uh, they, that only used um, between 6 and 20 patients. Uh, that has subsequently been uh, retested by uh, Dr. Seth O'Neill, uh, where he took 14 patients and did isometric exercises for Achilles tendinopathy and found that there was really no consistent benefit. There was actually no patient uh, that was similar to another. So the strength of evidence for isometrics is fairly limited. The reason why it sort of took off uh, quite a lot is because there was the potential that it provided uh, acute pain relief, which in tendinopathy is, would be a real boon uh, if it was true. Because if we can show patients that we can change their pain or we can get them more comfortable, these are just leads to much better clinical outcomes and also a really good educational tool. Because if something is sore but we can immediately change it, that provides heaps of information for a patient to say, hey, you know, this is good. I can, I can start to load this tendon now because I know it's, it's not damaged because, you know, if I stand up on my toes, um, for a minute, it's not painful. Now, not saying that that's not true for some individuals, but what the evidence is showing us across all the studies is that it's not consistent. Therefore, it's hard to recommend it. And then there's the question of overall, and this is the final question they, they uh, touched on is, uh, is isometrics superior in the management of tendinopathy overall? So does it have a role? And the thing that they found was generally not no. Uh, most of the evidence around use of exercise therapies for tendinopathy have focused around a progressive tendon loading paradigm. So that is finding out what uh, the person is capable of doing, both from a, a sensory level, like if they're quite irritated and sensitive and they're struggling to do uh, certain activities, we obviously want to stop uh, those activities. Um, so we're thinking about, you know, tendons generally don't love uh, faster movements. Uh, there might be a compressive element of it when we're thinking about like stretching or doing movements uh, through a range of motion that might put, put a lot of compression on a tendon. So we're 
other with those factors that we modify for as well as we figure out where their actual uh, tendon uh, or muscle capacity is, how much exercises can we do, we then progressively load it slightly beyond that point. So then we drive adaptation uh, in the, the tendon or theorized to be in the tendon as well as in the body overall that we are capable of doing those exercises and we just keep progressively overloading it. Uh, and increasing the the load of the challenge or changing the exercise to increase the the, the challenge over time and this has been uh, shown to be uh, effective in a lot of other uh, tendinopathy so mostly for relevant to us would be achilles and patella we're seeing that this progressive loading over just an exercise program so getting people to move is much superior. So when it comes to the crunch, really isometrics don't really hold up as a sole um, treatment modality. The things to keep in mind is that it's still part of it. So when we're looking at that progressive tendon loading paradigm, when we look at Achilles, we look at patella, isometrics still hold a role. Because if you have someone that is in a lot of pain, um, when we're thinking about they're, they're struggling to load the tendon through a range of motion because it is so irritated and we can kind of go, well, it's tolerable to hold in this one position with the tendon loaded. It provides us a opportunity to start loading that tendon. Whether it provides pain relief or not then becomes somewhat irrelevant but it's a, it's a place to start to build on. And then we start to build more in isotonic movements. So we start to build in more and more challenging uh, movements. Generally the, the guideline or the, the evidence is sort of pointing to quite heavy but slow movements and then slowly decreasing the weight and increasing the speed to, to change the challenge. But it can be that starting point isometrics in that progressive loading where it provides that option. I think that kind of focus is often where we get this idea of isometric exercises being amazing, just really, really good, because they're often can be used in those really, really tricky patients where they are quite sensitive, they are quite irritated, things aren't calming down and we want, we want them to move. We know that's what the evidence says, but how do we get them to move? And that can often be really helpful. The thing we've got to keep in mind uh, as with all tendinopathies is that we're finding that that tendinopathies and related conditions like um, plantar fasciopathies are uh, predominantly a peripheral pain related. So they're, they're, we're dealing with things that are beyond just tissue damage, that we are looking at changes in nervous system, we're looking at involvement of uh, other factors as well, like metabolic factors, uh, central pain related factors, all of these other things. So when we're looking and evaluating an exercise program, uh, when we're thinking about progressive overload, when we're thinking about uh, isometric exercises, and why they are beneficial is often a lot more complex than they're just changing the tissue as well. And so a component of why people might be getting better is that they start to feel more confident and comfortable and less scared of doing certain movements when we can show that they can achieve something uh, and not be pain, not be as painful at the end, not flare up their pain. And so we can't overlook that, that, that those potential mechanisms for that improvement.
So at the end of this all, I would say isometric something special, no, but they can be helpful when it's in the right patient at the right time, but also implemented in the right way. If we're telling someone that they're damaged and broken and frail, it doesn't fit with that evidence of our understanding of why tendinopathy is painful, but it's, it can be a very empowering sort of message if we say, well, this is how you can achieve and move more, uh, which is what we need to do to drive tendon change, to help you get out of this sort of position, um, uh, but we know it's it's because you're sensitive that we're going to start this and we're going to get you confident at doing this and then we're going to build you up and build you up. That's so much more of the positive message uh, that we can use and it's where isometrics for me fit. Uh, I don't find, thankfully, I have to use them often, uh, but in patients that come in um, that are in that 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 really sensitized uh, point where it's really struggling to to do a lot with them isometrics uh, in a comfortable range of uh, emotion or a comfortable position that they feel that they can do it in it can often be a, a great addition a great starting point and open up more opportunities over time